Let's pray once more as we turn to God's word. God, your word is a lamp and a light. Lamp onto our feet, the light onto our path. And so we pray, Holy Spirit, that you would use the passage this morning, this dwelling on your word, to light up the dark corners of our heart and to provide a lamp for the way forward into our weeks. In Jesus' name. So this morning, we turn to a a very unfamiliar passage of scripture, Psalm 23. Um, It's probably one of those passages very few of you have ever heard of. I'm I'm being a little sarcastic, of course. Um, Psalm 23, very, very familiar passage. If you don't know it, when I say Psalm 23, as soon as I start reading it, you might be like, Oh, okay, I know this a little bit. Even if you're new to Christianity, to the Bible, it's a passage that most people have heard at some point. And so as we turn to these familiar words, I just pray that we can hear them afresh. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness for His name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me In the presence of my enemies, you anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The word of the Lord. So as Ron said this morning, I now work for a campus ministry called Ottawa Campus Chaplaincy. And we work mostly with University of Ottawa students, but also some Carleton students as well. The last time you as a church heard from me, it was on that screen, and I was working for campus ministry in Kingston. So about a year ago, I started working in Ottawa and moved to Ottawa permanently last Labor Day weekend, along with all the students. We moved the same weekend. Right after our honeymoon, we were packing boxes and getting ready to go. It's been a wild ride of a year, um, but it's been a joy settling into this new space, this ministry, which has a lot of familiarity with ministry at Queen's, but also every university is different as well. And many of you uh, have probably heard of or know Sid, who was my predecessor with the campus ministry. And one of the things I realized very quickly about Ottawa Campus Chaplaincy and what they had been doing for the past 10 years was how important it was to come together and eat dinner. Feast and Faith is one of the biggest things that they focus on, that they do. Every Tuesday during the academic year, about 25 to 35 students come around multiple tables. Sometimes we're sitting on the floor because we run out of space. And we eat casseroles or chili or soup or various other food that um, friendly folks in Ottawa have cooked and donated to us. 
And I was reflecting on this at the beginning of last year, thinking through, you know, I think scripture talks about the importance of eating together and hospitality quite a bit. And so I started looking at different passages that talk about dinner, that talk about sitting together at a table. And there are a number of passages. But this passage in particular, Psalm 23, struck me because I've read this passage so many times and not noticed the rich imagery of the table at the end of the passage. And so this was a bit of a theme passage for me this year as we would gather together every Tuesday and share dinner together and pray for the work of God's kingdom. But when I think about hospitality, one of the first places my mind goes to is 2014 when I first moved to Kingston from Nova Scotia. I had just finished an unpaid internship in the States and gone back to Nova Scotia to figure out what's next while I lived in my parents' basement. I was incredibly broke, as you can imagine, if you're living in your parents' basement and you have just finished an unpaid internship. Thankfully, I received this job as a youth pastor in Kingston, but the problem was I didn't even have the savings for first and last month's rent, especially for the rental market in Ontario. Thankfully, a very kind family from my new church home in Kingston had an empty apartment suite in their basement that was already furnished. And when I saw photos of it, I realized this is actually one of the nicest apartments in town, and they are charging me a fraction of the cost. And when I arrived in Kingston, it wasn't just this incredible generosity that stood out to me. It was this family's hospitality. I was new to the city, new to the province, far away from my family and friends. And they invited me to be an honorary member of their family. There were so many meals where I came upstairs to sit at their table when I was still trying to figure out how to even cook chicken. They welcomed me. They opened up their cottage to me in the summer so that I could have inexpensive vacations. There were multiple holidays, including Christmases, where I couldn't fly home and be with my family. And it was just the most natural thing to be with them, to be a part of their family. And I think most of us, have experienced a taste of this kind of kindness, this kind of welcome and hospitality in our lives at some point. Maybe it was a parent, a coach, a teacher who spent intentional time with you. Maybe it was a friend who threw the best dinner parties. A mentor who rarely checks their watch when they're sitting with you over coffee. Whoever it is, what they did is they told you, you matter to me. You're important. You have a place at my table. You have a place in my heart. There's room for you. And I think that whenever we experience this kind of hospitality in other people, the flavor in our mouth is a sample of the hospitality of our God. We know God, our Creator, by many names. We know Him as Father, Spirit, Maker, Yahweh, Lord, King of all. But there's another name for God in Scripture that we don't often think about or reflect on. And that's God 
as a host. God as a dinner host. God as the thrower of cosmic dinner parties. Psalm 23 is one of the best known passages in all of scripture. And it begins with an image of God that is warm for many of us, including myself. God as my shepherd. The writer of this poem, King David, is using a metaphor incredibly close to his heart. He didn't come from a royal line. who was born as a poor shepherd boy. And so he takes shepherding, he takes this image that he knows to talk about who God is. But then in the latter half of Psalm 23, David switches to a new metaphor, or we could say builds on the metaphor of God as our shepherd. Verses 5 to 6. You prepare a table before me. In the presence of my enemies, you anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. God is not just the shepherd in Psalm 23, but God is the host as well. God is setting the table and inviting David to this dinner party. And it might be hard to understand how David can go from God as shepherd to God as host in this short poem. But these two images were very linked for David in his time. I want you to imagine that you're living in David's time. And there's a good chance if you're in David's time, that you might be nomadic, that you don't have a permanent home, and you're definitely living in a dry landscape. And a lot of the people you might run into in the horizon in your travels might be wishing you harm. And so on this particular day, your lips glue together with thirst, and you get the sense that someone's watching you. And you look up, and you're being followed. And you're about to give in to despair, and then you spot something in the distance. A tent. This tent is the only dwelling that you have seen for miles. But your heart skips and sinks at the same time, because this could go of one, or two, one of two ways. You don't know if there's a friend or a foe in that tent, but you're out of options. It's getting dark. You're hungry. And so you head towards the tent. And when you're still a far way off, the flaps of the tent fly open and a shepherd man in his itchy, patchy robes emerges from the door, grabs a jug of water, runs towards you, warmly greets you, holds the water to your lips, welcomes you to his tent, lays a scrumptious meal in front of you. You haven't eaten in a long time and offers you a safe place. This is the imagery of Psalm 23. A shepherd who's a host. A shepherd who's a safe place in an inhospitable land. And this is the image of our God. Our shepherd who invites us home in from the wilderness of sin and despair. Our God, our shepherd who feeds our starved souls. 
And the Bible is actually a story about a dinner party thousands of years in the making. It begins in a garden where food grows and fellowship between God and humanity is perfect. But we left this tent of God. In other words, we disinvited ourselves. We ditched our place of belonging. We said, I want to be self-sustaining, self-nourishing. The streetlights are blinking on, and we're not coming home. But our Creator God is saying, It's dinner time! Come home to the never-ending banquet. When the Bible closes, we see an image for heaven, a dinner party where God feasts with us, and we gather together in worship forever. When Jesus arrives on the scene, kind of midway through the Bible, we realize that Psalm 23 is foreshadowing Jesus in multiple ways. Jesus is God come as a human to live among us. And Jesus is the hospitable shepherd. Through the Gospels, Jesus is busy eating meals with people, welcoming new friends into his community. He's playing host. He's busy being guest. And sometimes Jesus even plays host when he's supposed to be guest, like when he rescues the wedding from its lack of wine. He's busy eating and spending time with people. And understanding Jesus as our dinner host, when we turn back to Psalm 23, we see just how incredible the hospitality of God is towards us. The Lord is our shepherd. We lack nothing. The Lord, Jesus, makes us lie down in green pastures. I love the makes us lie down in green pastures. Because he knows that we need quiet waters. He refreshes our soul. The Lord prepares a table before us. In the presence of our enemies, Jesus sets the table. And at God's table, our cup overflows. It never empties. When there's no dinner party invite coming your way, when that all-too-familiar loneliness is creeping in again, when you feel like a stranger in your own home, when you're far away from family and friends, when you can barely pay the grocery bill, when it seems like you don't belong, there is a spot for you. Jesus prepares a table before you. There is a place card with your name on it. There is an invite sent to you, signed with the blood of the Lamb, an empty chair in heaven, calling your name. Home is with Jesus. The Lord anoints our heads with oil. Think about that. With oil. You couldn't go to Costco and buy a two liter bucket of olive oil at this time. This was an act that was purposefully wasteful. Because you're not using this expensive oil to cook or perform a religious ritual. 
Instead, you're taking this expensive oil and wasting it on your guest. It's like uncorking a bottle of champagne. It's saying, you are my guest of honor. God anoints our foreheads with expensive oil. It's like God is saying, through the honor of my son Jesus, you are not only welcomed at my table, but I anoint you with all the rights and privileges that come with being my child because of what Jesus has done for you. Welcome home. Welcome to my family. In the Bible, hospitality is treating strangers like family. It's literally the love of strangers. And isn't that the heart of God towards us? Surely goodness and love will follow us all the days of our lives. Follow. It just, it doesn't quite get there. How about surely goodness and love will hone in on us. God's goodness and love will pursue us all the days of our lives. When we encounter the good God as our hospitable host, His goodness and love refuse to give up on us even when we wander far from home into the muck of sin. The goodness of love and love of Christ have relentlessly pursued us all the way to the cross. If you're wondering, can God really love me? I haven't even stopped to acknowledge God's presence this week or ever. If you feel far from home, His goodness and love have not given up on you. They are companions whispering, come home to God's people. And we will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Heaven is dwelling in the house of our God forever. Heaven is a dinner party with lots of laughs and a place for you at the table. The maker of the universe is our shepherd who's bringing us lost sheep home. God created the earth to be a garden that culminates with a dinner celebration. And you're invited. And this is what we're called to live out. This is what we're called to live out. In the classroom, in the dorm room, at work, with our families, in our neighborhoods, on our streets. How can we live out this Psalm 23, hospitality of God? Long before the church was known for its steeples, or small groups, or even its sermons, the early church was known by broader society for its hospitality. Scott Comrade says, Hospitality in the early church became the basis for evangelism. One of the primary reasons that the gospel spread throughout the Roman Empire was that these early Christians became noted for extending hospitality even to the least of these. And this was a significant part of how this early church developed a reputation of love. The early church loved outsiders as if they belonged. And some days I wonder, what if this was what we were known for as Christians? 
What if Christians were known to be people who set the table and welcomed people to dinner? And what if we brought dinner to people when they couldn't come to us? If we showed up with casseroles after a birth or a death? What if we were advocates for anyone who's wandering, who's homeless, who's a newcomer, anyone who feels like a stranger? What if we threw great barbecues for our neighbors? Our neighbors who look different or think different or vote differently than us. What if the church was known to set the table for the hurting, the downtrodden, and the lonely? We know loneliness is a major problem of our time. What if we were people with the Spirit's oil in our pockets, ready to let people know that they are invited to this great dinner party of our God? What if we pursued people with the love and goodness of Christ? What if God's hospitality in Psalm 23 was the basis of our mission like it was for the early church? It seems like society is filled with skepticism, suspicion, otherness, closed doors. Let's be people that set our eyes on what God does in Psalm 23. And when we're really not sure how to do God's work on earth as it is in heaven, let's start with a dinner party because that's what God's kingdom is all about let's pray God there is a chair for us at your table your spirit is the oil that anoints us and says we are your child We can come to this table because of all that you've done for us, Christ. The greatest image of hospitality is none other than your arms spread out on the cross, Jesus. Painful hospitality to the end so that we know we can come home to you. Jesus, we are surrounded on our streets and our workplaces, perhaps even in our families, with people that seem far from this table. Help us to be invitational people, to live out this calling, to call others home to your banquet, Lord. God, thank you for your abundant generosity. Thank you for promise of eternity in your home. In Jesus' name.